Hey, it's me, your host, Mike Linden. It's your co-host, Dan Linden. Ow. <laughs> it's your Jeez. other co-host, Steven Montenegro. Don't we normally do this after the... Yeah. No. After the it, theme song? No. Yeah. We do this normally is how do bad, this after the this theme This is the show, How Bad Cast. And those are all of the components of the show, How Bad... Welcome to the show, How Bad Cast. What's happening? You always do this after the theme song part. <laughs> yeah, watch, what's going you on? You just changed the format, and you're acting like we're idiots. No, if you go because back... Because you changed the format. It, you're gaslighting if you us. Go back, if you, you go back... Right if you go back... If you go back multiple episodes, you will arrive at some episode... Uh, where I decided, oh, I should uh, introduce everybody right away because I started trying to get into some podcast that I don't remember now where they never introduced everybody, and I was just sitting there going, I don't know what's happening. This is just a bunch oh, of people Oh, yeah, we talking. talked about this multiple years ago well, on a previous show. No, no, no. Now you're just gaslighting no, us. no. This is a conversation <laughs> that we had after the change to How Bad cast. I'm gonna let you. Throw and then your I tantrum. forgot. Him. I'm not throwing a tantrum. I am standing up for the truth. My name is Dan. I am a co-host. Hello, this is my voice. You're welcome. Good work, Dan. Thank you. I'm uh, gonna let you throw your tantrum. I'm gonna let Dan record his hostage video. <laughs> <laughs> they treat me very well here on How Badcast. <laughs> Dan held hostage by gaslighting tantrum man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they could call you in Japan. Oh, gaslighting I, tantrum man! Yeah. I do kind of like that. Uh, I mean, on a shirt. I guess I like it in the context of Japan, where you're just sort of using the English words without necessarily the context of exactly what they mean. Mm. Yeah, whatever. Gaslighting tantrum <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm Stephen. Hi, Stephen. You're loud. You're loud, and you're you're tantrumy and. I don't know why uh, this is such a big problem. I'm doing a good introduction for the show. Everyone who is listening to the show. Neither Dan nor I knew that the format had changed. No. The 10 of people who are listening to the the show enjoy us, and then maybe like a few people are hopping back in. Some people are going through the archives that became uh, available recently. Thanks Loud to- gaslighting tantrum man. <laughs> the angels wings through sunshine. Thanks to the Smithsonian for archiving these programs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, it's nice to know that you we're are my a- heart and I- <laughs> it's nice to know that we're a vital part of American culture. Bring it, bring it up to the, uh, the long drawn out uh, high point of the song. Oh. Like. Right. You need to hold one note for a decent amount of time while the... Taking our soul through the stars! A bad cast! A bad cast! You guys are just all... You're just both singing Bogner now. A bad cast! A bad cast! Is that the theme song now? Yes. For this episode, this yeah. special... I, I assume that you're going to insist that that's always been the theme song. <laughs> I mean, it's a... In a way, in a way, it's been... It's the same theme song that it's been So is it for the amount of time that we've been doing this particular show. Does it count as gaslighting if you try and manipulate logic to make yourself be correct? I don't think so. I think, that's, I think that's manipulative. <laughs> Pikachu's for you. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's like a different thing. It's probably more societally acceptable. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what episode number this is. I apologize for just making up a number. Um, I don't know. Sixteen hundred and two. Now I'm gaslighting. Oh, oh, I think you were just wrong. Okay, (laughs) I'll I'll take that. I feel like that's better. Maybe. I'm I'm siding with Dan today. Wow. I guess. I mean, you're telling him. I basically, you're telling him that he's less than, but not morally incorrect. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because I value truth, and I thought that Dan would want the oddest feedback about how wrong he is about this and most other things. If you value truth, you're on my side. I wanted to get all of the facts out there right up top. Uh, that I am Mike Linden. That uh, the co-host is Dan Linden. Hello. That the other co-host is Stephen Montenegro, and that we are doing the show. How bad cast? And now we are after the theme song. So I guess this makes you feel comfortable. Well, not 
not not after you did that other thing. <laughs> Which thing? Now I feel assailed. I feel like now you've just gone back to this and you're going to like you're going to like hold it against me later that I forced you to and then claim that we never did this before. <laughs> See, this is a decent plan. It's true. Huh. Well, See, I now guess. you can be my gaslighting manager. You you're like the Nope, I can't think of a uh, gaslighting pun on Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh, wow. What? Just, I'm just impressed that that is what you were att- attempting at all. <laughs> <laughs> de Bergagas? See, you're my Cyrano de Bergagas. You even provided your crappy pun nickname. Uh, well, I don't like how this is going at all. <laughs> It feels like I'm not. It feels like I've not yet won this conversation. See, you've been behind this whole gaslighting scheme the whole time. Oh no! The thing you've been complaining about has w- been you all along. I don't think I was. <laughs> oh, I, Dan, you just heard him say the Cyrano de Bergagas thing. Isn't that proof positive that he's the mastermind behind this all? <laughs> And on, always has been. I withdraw from this conversation. If we, yeah, if we go on with this for too much longer, we're going to have to put a content warning up at the top of this episode. It's going to start to make it's going to start to make a certain segment of people super uncomfortable. Um, because Mike is a well-known bully. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Hey, look at you. Hey, do you guys think that uh, Apple Corporation? The company? Okay. Yeah. Uh, sued the Airbud movie franchise Ooh. to claim that they'd always owned the name Airbud. <laughs> Whoa! Because they sue everybody for everything. Do you think that's why they had to switch to a litter of puppies called Air Buddies? Oh, yeah. They probably, yeah, they probably sued. I'm gonna say um, Paramount Pictures, sure, sure, uh, or Magnolia Home Entertainment, mm-hmm. um, out of their own intellectual property, claiming, well, here's the deal: we want to call things Airbuds. Mm-hmm. You've already named a thing named named Airbud, but Airbud the dog kind of round, and we've shown that we will sue anybody that makes anything round and claim it was ours in the first place. <laughs> I will say that I've been uh, trying to find ways to buy the Apple style of plug-in without actually buying Apple things. I think you probably still have to wait another year or two. No, I found one. Oh, really? Although it's uh it's like jogger Bluetooth headphones that like don't have really a good amount of battery life, but you know, it's enough and it's not those awful like suction cuppy like Yeah, I hate those too. They're the most uncomfortable thing in the entire world. So my, f- my- Also, I think that occasionally they vacuum my eardrum into ringing. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> yeah, what do you, what 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 sort of music are you listening to in there? Is there like, is just too many too many drops and? No, I mean like when I take them in or out, not like oh okay, <laughs> not I thought, like they're because I, I was gonna like vibrating maybe all of might, the air out of my yeah. Ears. I was gonna be like, you might want to blame Skrillex for this. I mean, that, if anything, <laughs> that'd be kind of impressive. Yeah, yeah sure. Those, that, that would make those the good if they were like our music can produce a vacuum. <laughs> inside of your ear yeah i really want those like weird uh rings that vibrate your skull for you instead of uh cochlear implants yeah you want no. an implant what are you talking no, about they've got like it's like headphones but like they sort of look like the they're like uh like they took the lobot uh wraparounds but made them smaller uh-huh and then like they f- they come over your ear and then there's a thing that rests on your cheekbones that just like vibrates your skull directly instead of going through your ear Jesus. and makes you hear stuff in theory but i've never tried them but i would like to pretty sure you're talking about a cochlear implant that's not you're not it's not an implant it's a wraparound yeah it's a wraparound yeah but like a cochlear implant's only like it's like part outside too yeah but this is all outside yeah it's fine Unless they're like weird, like this some micro needle that you don't notice. Oh shit! Oh, and then they you steal think? your DNA. What would they do with it? I don't know. How Sell would, it. How would they get it, Sell out, it on back the bu- out? Sell it on the butt. Wi Fi. Are they dude. sequencing the yeah, genome Wi-Fi. in the wraparound no. and sending that? No Wi Fi, dog. Yeah, it's like how you <laughs> communicate with Lobot. Were they using Wi Fi for that? I don't know. They were using what else? It's either that or the Force, right? Uh, <laughs> or or Bluetooth. Sure. 
Oh yeah, I mean he was in that in that mm-hmm. station. You're probably you could probably just Bluetooth the entire thing. You've mm-hmm. got like little comm stations. Uh, yeah, Bluetooth. Um, why do we still use it for things? Um, I'm still not entirely clear as to uh, what makes it. Uh, because like the range on it is about four inches. And if you get to the third of those fourth inches, it starts to get kind of crackly and break up. <laughs> um, it kills the battery on everything it touches super fast. Yeah. There is literally no security protocol to it. Um, and it was invented like 45 years ago. I don't understand why it's still a thing either, really. But it, like, I've never actually looked into it. Everything so. can just create its own 802 signal, right? Sure. Like, why don't we just do that? I can't. Are you sure? I don't know. You, I'm sure if we checked long enough uh-huh. and found a way and found a device to translate it, I'm sure your body admit, emits its own SSID. Oh. <laughs> Great. Everything vibrates. Uh, sure. And vibrates can be radios. Uh-huh. V- vibrates can be <laughs> radios. <laughs> this- Look, you guys. I'm the technologically advanced inventor <laughs> one in this conversation. This is gonna be this is gonna be like Steven's version of the secret. It's like vibrates can be radios, guys. <laughs> like we all just can, wait. You think people are sending me money right now? We all can just be radios. Oh well, no, the episode's not up. This isn't live. <clears throat> people will send me money once the episode goes. Yeah, and they right. hear it on their vibrates. I mean, vibrates can be radios. They could be hearing it right now. Yeah, that's a good point. They have to be pretty close, though. Yeah. Closer, like not as close as Bluetooth. See, I've already <laughs> surpassed the. I've already surpassed the technological advancements of Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Using only Dan's cor- carcass. Carcass? Carcass. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was going to say corpse. And then for some reason, <laughs> carcass seemed That's more better. accurate. Carcass is better. Jeez. Because corpse implies death. Carcass just implies it's there. Uh, yeah, but it's still not alive. Yeah, but like you don't I know how like it died. Carcass kind of implies like you're gonna eat it. Carcass kind of implies <laughs> or that something's it's been gonna dead eat it for a while. Yeah, or it's something that started eating it. Yeah, yeah. but that's like two steps into the logic. Oh. Like, uh, can I still be radio if I'm being eaten by scavengers? Depends you upon what you're being eaten. You still by. got vibrates. Oh boy! Yeah. Even if you're dead, you've got vibrates. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, everything got vibrates, and vibrates can be radios. <laughs> this is beautiful. Really is. I feel like we're reinventing animism right now. <laughs> yeah, but for Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah exactly. this one has Wi-Fi. Animism yeah. 2.0. Animism, and you can watch Hulu with it. Yeah. See, Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad I'm using some of my vibrates to pull long, boring advertisements, even though I've paid for a service. Uh, you got a you got real beef with Hulu. Uh, it's the only one that does it. But you keep paying them for it. I don't. My wife does, which means that I do. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if people like you that were all pissed off about it, so far I I can think of you and just you. Pissed off is a is a strong. Yeah, thing. that's way more passionate. I'm annoyed by it every time that it happens. Right. And then uh, then I forget about it again. And then I talk about it, and then I remember that I was annoyed at some point. Yeah, but if people like you just stopped paying them for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or paid them more. <laughs> I'm not sure that they have a tier, a tier system in the, the Hulu. Yeah, they do. They have commercial free. Huh. You pay more for it. Or maybe they discontinued that. I don't I know. But they did at some point in time. Yeah. I don't know. It's not my account. I feel like even the one that was commercial free, they still would advertise like other Hulu shit. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why they had to get rid of it uh-huh. because that that actually that would be the line for me where I would turn into a, a cranky gaslighting man, uh-huh. like, <laughs> like like Mike. Um, I don't think that was my title. I don't think I was cranky gaslighting. It was. It was. My right Loud. headphone ear went out, and now I'm all off balance. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, we just sang the theme song. Loud oh. gaslighting angry man. You know the sound. Oh, gaslighting tantrum man. Oh, there yeah. you go. Wow, it's only been what? I guess five it was minutes? in the spirit of the. Thing. Yeah, I was pretty close. Yeah, but tantrum like has a much more. Yeah, it does. It has a different connotation. Yeah, it implies you're like a big baby who sucks. Yeah, like you're throwing your carcass on the floor and like no, kicking and screaming. I... <laughs> you know the sound of uh, 
of like a dirty connection in one ear getting crackled back to life like it just it sounds very much like the foley work you would do if like a cartoon character was having like their ear scooped out to work again or something yeah or like in copland when stallone got his hearing back <laughs> you guys remember that i remember when he from the 90s <laughs> I remember the hearing loss part. I don't really remember the crackle of... It just kind of came back at some point in time. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's the one scene in Copland that I've seen. What about the sandwich part? some guy goes, is it this ear? And the other guy goes, yeah. And then they shoot a gun by his ear so that he can't hear out of his good ear. What about, like, uh, I think when, like, his chief or something is, like, eating a sandwich and (laughs) chewing him out? Nope. You blew it! That was, was uh, it De Niro? I don't remember. Or was it uh, uh, Alan Arkin? <laughs> it might have. It, it was probably Alan Arkin or uh-huh. something. Oddly enough, the standout performance of the scene was apparently the sandwich. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's still clear in my mind. Wait, so he yelled, you blew it. Did he then yell, get me pictures of Spider-Man? <laughs> oh. No, that did not Okay, happen. so we can cross at least one actor off the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying there was a scene with two professional actors. Yes. Recognizable actors, presumably. Yeah. One of them being Sylvester Stallone. Right. And the only performance you remember was the sandwich. <laughs> I mean... You might just like sandwiches more than you like people. <laughs> that might be what it is, yeah. That, that might be the What case. other sandwiches in movies do you remember? Uh... Yeah, tell us about more movie sandwiches. Boy, this... Uh, I've... There's that one that... There's that one that Meg Ryan ate. What? When? When she had that orgasm. Oh, sure. The orgasm sandwich. Was that a sandwich? I don't uh, know. I think so. Yeah, weren't they in like... They were in like a diner? They were in Katz's Deli. Sure, yeah. but she could have had right? soup or I something. I think so. I just made that up. It was... Was it soup? I thought it was a sandwich. I don't know. I don't hey, remember. How often? how often do you go out in public, mm-hmm. eat soup, and not eat a sandwich? Mm, think about that think about it <laughs> the sandwich see in that scene the sandwich wasn't out shining the stars i don't even remember that there was a sandwich i just remember that horny old lady <laughs> the one that wanted to have the whatever it was yeah the orgasm sandwich yeah, yeah. which we assume is a sandwich right yeah or right. game switch okay <laughs> must, uh, must have been a sandwich otherwise why would i have come up with that snappy portmanteau for sure <laughs> That makes sense. Logic checks out. Yep. Why was it called Copland? Oh, because uh, it was basically about like a uh, specific, like I think, district in like New Jersey. Or it was something about it where... was about a place like a neighborhood in New Jersey where all of the New York cops that were on the take lived. Right. I see. Nicknamed place... Copland. Got it. Yeah, it was nicknamed Copland. This is the sort of thing that you could really watch the movie to find out. Sure, it's but... true. Well, I mean, I, I'd just be watching for the sandwich. Or <laughs> listen to the Sinatra and Dean Martin duets that uh, that the movie's plot is based on. Really? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they got a lot of sandwich in Copland. No tea. <laughs> just sandwiches. Yeah. Great. Because, you know, he at least one of the two of them is from New Jersey. I can't remember which one. Who? Sinatra and Dean Martin. Oh, I thought yeah. we were still talking about Stallone and, I don't know, the sandwich guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stallone might be from New Jersey. I don't know. It's I probably assumed Alan Philadelphia. Arkin. I mean, that line really sounds like an Alan Arkin. I mean, Arkin the way you delivered. said it, it sounded like Alan Arkin, for sure. But that could just be because the mouth delivering it was full of sandwich. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> a lot of actors, if they have a mouthful of sandwich, just sound like Alan Arkin? I don't know. I but have the name I, right, I think a right? certain we're subset the of the same them actor. Would. Huh? What? I have that name right? Like yeah. we're all thinking of the same guy? The like I bald mean, I don't know what you're guy? thinking. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like he he was on heroin one time? Really? Like if, is it is it the dude who was on heroin and his granddaughter had to go to a spelling bee or Oh yeah. And they had a oh, VW yeah, microbus yeah, yeah, yeah. or That's something. That's guy. We're saying yeah. we're thinking the same guy. Yeah. You blow it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that movie either. Uh, sunshine Sa- Wilma Sunshine Oh yeah Wilma yeah. Sandwich okay. <laughs> Were there any sandwiches in that movie? Yeah think about Think think hard about the probably none times you saw that movie Look Mike. you guys 
I think you're really dismissing how the charisma of this one particular sandwich, and you're making this all about me we like get fetishizing the name. sandwich actors. We got to get the name of whoever made that sandwich for that movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's in the credits, right? Well, one would think sandwich artist oh. or sandwich. No, it, but they probably just got it from Craft Services. Mm, right. Probably like the sandwich was probably made by Jen's Craft Services. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> or. Or sometimes they have clever names now, like mm. feed the world, but only the ones that work for you. <laughs> Catering. Nice. Seems like pretty long. Yeah, well, a lot of names are already taken. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to live in a whole new world of just everyone in, everyone in the universe still saying the same name after a while just because all of the short names have been taken. So much more of our time. It's going to be freed up by technology, Uh but we're just going to use it up saying these longer and longer names as time goes on. Oh, no. Oh, I get what you're saying. Is that why Twitter expanded their character count to get ahead of the curve? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, because my Twitter handle is Steven Montenegro. You know the one that you know from the podcast and maybe those (laughs) other stage things that he did. Uh 17. I had to go all the way up to 17 (laughs) already. (laughs) so weird that that applied to 16 other people right i think this makes mike's point for him mm-hmm. yeah hmm. and that's upsetting it is because <laughs> i mean it's not like it's not like steven montenegro is not a unique name to begin with it's certainly the most unique name on this show like the the two of you only have three names betwixt the two of you well uh, my name your name Mike, our name yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Um, wow, that didn't seem like that needed. I needed to show my work on that one. <laughs> we like long division on this show. We're also just so used to you just like confidently making statements that are complete horseshit <laughs> that we had to make sure. I'm a well-known confidence man. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's uh, a good thing in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've assigned good properties to mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. What do you, you do? You drink a lot of coffee this morning, Dan. I had you're sort of hyped up. I had just enough coffee to feel it, but not enough where I feel like I shouldn't have more. So I'm sort oh. of like I got the shakes where I'm just like, I have a I have a sad got uh, the itch. I have a sad like final cup worth of coffee sitting on the counter at my house. Uh-huh. It didn't make it into your meat mug. Yeah, it didn't make it into your dog food branded no. <laughs> coffee container. And I, and I couldn't find my backup. Uh, backup mug. what? My backup travel mug, so Wait, that I could take this it all is with. The good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for listeners, uh, Mike's travel mug is of choice. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, his good travel <laughs> mug um, just has a bunch of photos of raw meats and grains on it, and it says "Iams." Proactive health pate. Oh, that probably means pate. Probably. Yeah. But like so his his coffee mug, which does not look like it was like the type that you pay twenty dollars for at Target. Certainly not. No. Um it looks like the type of thing that you get for free in some sort of promotional thing. Is for some reason a commercial for dog food. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not judging Mike for this. Thanks. I mean I'm a little, but like, you know, but only because you, you're poor and got a free thing. Um, but like, but I'm also like, wearing a free hat. Neat. Yeah, we'll make fun of that in a second when I'm done making fun of this. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm not judging Mike for this. Why did Iams, the dog food company, go? People are going to want to drink coffee with this raw meat photo on it. Like they could have made anything. Like yeah. you know those, you know those little like things that like, like. Uh, that like clip to your belt that have little poop bags inside of them f- so that you can like clean up after your dog. No, I've never heard of those things. Like you, you've seen, you've probably seen them and you just like didn't know what they were. They're like these, they're like frequently they're like little dog bone shapes and they like you put a small roll of plastic bags in them and you like clip them to your belt loop yeah. so that you no, always have a bag. And like some dog people are just like so used to having to pick up poop that like no matter what situation they're in, they just leave it attached to their belt loop. And like sometimes you're just thrown off by it. Like yeah, oh, wow. all I'm saying their, is that their lives must be uh, 
full of uh, love and <laughs> satisfaction. All I'm saying is that Imes could have put their name on that and given those away. Right. But uh, they went, you know what? Coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. Travel mugs is the thing. Because, you know, we can't, you can't guarantee that if someone's buying dog food or wants dog food that they have a dog. But you can guarantee that they want to move around with coffee. In fairness to Imes. I'm sure that if such products as belt loop dog bag things existed, like you're suggesting, they would probably just come for free if you bought enough bulk dog poop bags at a time. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I in this hypothetical universe. Yeah, I assume here's here's where I assume that uh, the the people that like just leave them clipped to their belt all the time have a leg up yeah. on the rest of society. Yeah, uh-huh. they're way more prepared to have children. Sure. Think of the things that f- just fall out of babies all over the place. You got bags to clean those up. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like in modern society, you a, a baby poop bag is carried by the baby at all times. You're enslaving your baby in this <laughs> scenario? Wow. It's a baby. You don't make them carry stuff around for you. In fact, and in, in some of the role-playing games that I've played, the baby actually counts against your inventory. Oh, well, yeah, that's totally fair. I think it should. I, although, at the same time, people... This is what I know about parenting. Some role-playing games that I've played where the baby counts against your inventory. I mean, now that I think about it, like, if you have, like, a baby Bjorn or something, like, you're not putting anything else... Like on your chest, I mean, you're I, using that baby as armor in this scenario, I, like James yeah. Bond. I guess, I guess, like you might have more difficulty keeping pens in your front pocket or something. So maybe you can carry fewer pens. Well, first of all, I'm going to either blow right past or wait to address Dan's like James Bond <laughs> comment <laughs> because of the suggestion. You know what? We'll we'll come back to it. <laughs> I think the I think the the Carry capacity is about like how much you can your body can physically carry without being too overworked. Like I think that's what the inventory capacity is about. Uh, partly, but let's be, you often can change how much you can carry by different bags, right? Those are In magic bags. System. No, like sometimes you just need a bigger backpack or something, and that's then you true. Can carry yeah, more and stuff. in some system, but that but that checks out, right? Because like some some backpacks distribute the load better than like a bindle right um but if you have a magic bag of holding like you don't have to worry about any of that your baby can poop into that bag all you want yeah you can just you just tie your bag of holding holy shit that is both the worst and best use of magic i i bet that's where all of the bags of holding are to be found yep just random mothers around the world yep like carrying uh like probably just peasants find these bags of holding around and they how are they finding bags of holding i don't know how does anyone i don't know some adventurer dies while trying to raid a village like a hero does in that time period good point good point (laughs) point well taken um so here's a really interesting point Mm -hmm. mike what would you say are the odds that Dan can name the james bond movie in which james bond used a baby as armor (laughs) This is a reference to a couple of days ago when what? noted tumor on the world, Piers Morgan, was uh-huh. very concerned that Daniel Craig was caring for his own child and what? had an infant strapped to his chest. But he was concerned? Yeah. Like, did he think that Daniel Craig would eat the child? No, he was just like, oh, the emasculation of mankind or something. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Wow. He was like, oh, no, not you too, 007. <laughs> it's like, yeah, didn't he quit or get fired from being 007? I don't know. I thought he quit. Because they didn't give him no respect or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> God... On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the movie in which Rodney Dangerfield was James Bond, (laughs) was undeniably the best one. Mm -hmm. And yet, I do look forward to seeing what Daniel Craig is going to do with Rodney Dangerfield's character in Ladybugs 2. (laughs) Wow. I mean, he is English. He probably knows more about soccer than Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) That's true. That's a fair point. That is an excellent point. 
It's going to be a the much, casting's just logical. It's going to be a much less fish out of water. Yeah, experience. it's more. It's, it's more, more just, just a straight. It's really forward. more just ninety minutes of kids doing drills. Yeah, <laughs> and then like there, it's like, oh, thank you. We've really improved with your help. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 much better on the ball with close touch now that I've gone around cones sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, 007. But then also there's a and scene. And thank you, traffic cone. But there's also been a scene where uh, a bunch of parents <laughs> played by Charlie Day. <laughs> There's still a scene where a bunch of like disgruntled parents tie Daniel Craig to a chair and whip his nuts with a curtain. <laughs> Did that happen in Ladybugs? <laughs> yeah, you don't I remember, gotta watch that movie. You don't remember again. that scene? That's why he gets no respect in that movie because yeah, the parents started keep, the whole no respect. The parents thing. keep whipping his nuts with the curtain rope or whatever. <laughs> wow, rug. I can't remember what that thing was. It was just a big knot. Yeah, it was just a rope with a knot in it. Yeah, I gotta watch Ladybugs again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like the most famous scene of the movie. I can't believe you don't remember it. Seems like seems like a way better movie than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. I would really. You know, you, you know that the one thing, the one thing that I demand from all really quality like like motion pictures, uh-huh. Rodney Dangerfield cock and ball torture. Yeah, I I do really want to see this movie now where D- Daniel Craig uh-huh. is. Like, any time that you raise the camera up so that it's basically, you just see the tops of, like, small girl soccer players' heads and you don't see anything. It's just straight up new school James Bond filmography and uh, 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 Mads Mikkelsen is the evil soccer team's coach. Uh And they just recreate James Bond experience, but then every time the camera goes down to the actual game, it's Ladybug style. Oh, what you're describing is literally the Mighty Ducks 2. Wow. (laughs) Who's the bad guy in Mighty Ducks 2? Iceland. For some reason. Wow. Oh, they are uh, sinister? Who knows? They do come from an island, uh, like a volcano fortress. I mean... That's true, but... (laughs) Not really well-known hockey nemesis. <laughs> Did Mighty Ducks two come out when the Soviet Union was still a thing? Uh, Ooh, I have no I don't idea. Know. When did Mighty Ducks one come out? Yeah, I feel like even that would have been late for the Soviet Union. Yeah, maybe it? it was. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, so like, so then like they could have just gone with like Lithuania, like Rocky three, right? Sure. Iceland. Yeah, but Iceland? Maybe some <laughs> some exec was like, ah, oh, it's full of ice. Of course we're going to be good at hockey. That's definitely what happened. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Um, have you guys realized that uh, over the last 20 minutes or so, since we've been talking about hypothetical movies, yeah. that uh, uh, Mike is trying to convince all of us have all existed forever? Yeah. What? Even though we don't really remember you them existing. Did that. You started oh. convincing us that they existed forever. Look, you're I, like that's at least not, that's at least older than the Soviet Union's collapse. That's what you said. I'm not I'm not loud gaslighting tantrum man. <laughs> um You're the man behind loud gaslighting tantrum man. Oh. The I, don't, I don't believe Cyrano that. Cyrano de Bergegas, if you will, which you <sighs> will because you said it. I don't believe that, but I probably will by the end of this episode, which only <laughs> makes my point further. Yikes. Um Anyways, yeah. <laughs> you guys realize that over the last 10, 15, 20 minutes, I don't know how long we've been talking about this, that we've probably written at least, I don't know, I'd say a third each of about seven different Family Guy episodes. Ooh. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah. Can you imagine if Daniel Craig replaced Rodney Dangerfield? Can you imagine if a James Bond movie, or it's not can you imagine if, it's remember the time that Daniel Craig replaced Rodney Dangerfield. Uh-huh. Remember the time that a James Bond movie involved little kids playing soccer? Mm-hmm. Remember, you remember the time that everybody loved Rodney Dangerfield cock and ball torture? <laughs> yeah. True. But we didn't actually do the flashbacks. Yeah. We just talked about it. Yeah, we described them yeah. in great detail. That's what writing is. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Describing what people see and writing dialogue sometimes. Um, right. Sometimes you'll just do a montage of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I'm saying a is montage that montage of cock and ball torture. Uh, all I'm saying is that you um, is that you intersperse that for like eight nine minutes with twelve thirteen minutes of what's his name Family Guy man 
Um, Peter? Yeah. What's his last name? That's what I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, Griffin. That's right. Um, because he's also in, he's also an eagle with the head of a lion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it the other way around? Lion with the head of an eagle, but also it flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, but just and maybe pers- a snake tail, or are we full chimera at that point? Yeah, I think that's a chimera. All right. I thought a chimera had like some goat in it too. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Right, jeez. Which one is ancient Greece is dead, Dan? Which character from Family Guy is a Quetzalcoatl? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. You remember the time that uh, Cleveland was a Quetzalcoatl? <laughs> See, we're we're continuing to write Family Guy. Yeah, uh-huh. we're really um, good at this. Um, yeah, I don't feel good about that. <laughs> uh, but like, you just intersperse that with like Peter uh, Peter Griffin um, marching right up to the line of, but not quite, just punching his wife in the face. <laughs> yeah. And then we've written the entire show. Sure. Great. Wait, you need to give uh, Brian and Stewie a subplot. Otherwise, fans are going to be mad. Oh, yeah. They uh, they they start a lemonade stand, and then they... Uh, Use it to launder money. Yeah. And then they, like, get hookers, and then uh, they probably punch the hookers in the face. <laughs> and uh... They march right up to the line oh, of sorry, punching they... the hookers in the face. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. We've pretty much written this episode now. Good for us. Is that show still on? It has to be, right? Probably. Hmm. Hey, Fox. Hey. Email us. (laughs) Howbadcast at gmail.com. Howbadcast at gmail.com. Three checks. (laughs) Just just email us and let us know if you'd like to send us money for our spec script. Yeah. Right. Our audio spec script. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll, we'll clack it out. We I, already, we I already, don't know. I want, I want another three checks if we clack it up. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Just use a, a I'll take dragon pay, software I'll take or whatever that thing is. Yeah, it doesn't work all that well. Oh. I mean, for what we're doing, does it matter if it works <laughs> right, that whatever. well? Like, I think the most efficient means of doing this yeah. would be to take this audio, uh-huh. add a photo, call it a video, put it on YouTube, and then you and then use YouTube's transcribey like, caption software. Mm-hmm. Do they have transcribed caption software? I thought they made people do that. No, no. no. I don't mean made actual like employees do that. I meant I thought they <laughs> I thought they encouraged users of YouTube. They, sure, well, they, so they auto gen I mean, they auto gen them. Yeah, um, and they're not right, and you do have to fix them. They're robots, like, and they're not great. Uh, but they're the best at being not great. Um, <laughs> uh, and like the actual interface, like for how like it just stops playing video when you stop typing, and like. And, or fall behind like is actually their interface is pretty good mm. yeah <clears throat> unless you're trying to insert actual tabs into the captions at which point in time it becomes very difficult <laughs> <laughs> well, all right uh yeah so so that so so you know our listeners know about that now yeah so Good on you intrepid youtube caption fixer people volunteers I don't think they're volunteers. I think it's mostly like, you know, social media managers and stuff. Oh. Yeah, like community managers, like, you know, community engagement professionals, like. Right. Yeah, that sort of thing. It's a job. Mm -hmm. Don't diminish it. What did I do? By saying it's a volunteer position. (laughs) Or you can just pay a company like I work for to do it for you. And they'll just make you a file that works and isn't a robot. Right. And then you just upload like, it to YouTube. How much does that cost? I don't know. I'm not in that part. I'm not in that department. <laughs> well, get some quotes and get back to us. <laughs> For our family guys back script. <laughs> yeah, because because we could write this off. Oh, like, this is a wait business a minute. expense. Oh, okay, for our, okay. For our rambling out loud until a family guy spec script has been written business. Right. Which I'm pretty sure is how Family Guy gets written, right? I mean, that's got to at least at be the first point. step. Ugh. Yeah, it, like they just like travel around the country. Like there's like one Family Guy writers' room coordinator mm-hmm. that travels around the country. Like they find a college town, they stop at three or four different frat houses. So it's like the story. It's like StoryCorps. Yeah, Except- I imagine. <laughs> What's StoryCorps? Otherwise, they just drive around with like a van with audio equipment and just like yeah, and keep it for the Smithsonian. Hey, what do you guys want to see in Family Guy? And then they just have a bunch of people. Like, I imagine. Otherwise, wouldn't wouldn't a lot of those 
a lot of those like cutaways and stuff, you know, actually make sense if it was written by real writers. What story core? I don't know what that reference means. It's a project. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. It's not a dog food coffee mug. Or All right, so a you've, sandwich so you've from a movie from the late 90s. So you've eliminated two possibilities. All right. Let's keep <laughs> narrowing this down. It is a joint project of the Smithsonian and American Public Media, maybe, or National Public Radio, where they go around and they do an oral history project, and then they keep the best stuff in the Smithsonian, and they put some shit on the, on the radio. Like, and it's all fraternity stories. No, it's usually <laughs> no. like old people. The oral history of... Uh, it's like you sit down with like old people and you're just like, "Hey, tell me about when you were not old." Tell no, because if there when were when you were in Kappa Kappa Phi, if there were oral histories of of all of this fraternity stuff, those Kavanaugh hearings would have gone very differently. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Except That's for they'd be point. owned by the Smithsonian, which I think means the president can order you not to listen to them. <laughs> Whoa. Wait. So, can the president tell me? The not- president is the- no. The FBI. Oh, okay. He could order the FBI not to listen to them. So here's here's what happens. Wait, in this so the scenario. Department of Justice is like the secret curator of the Smithsonian. So the president can't tell the Smithsonian, "Hey, dinosaurs don't exist anymore," <laughs> or something like that. Well, do dinosaurs still exist? I mean, whoa. Do they do they still have existed in the past? <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Hey, so, dinosaurs don't have existed in the past anymore. Yeah, so it turns All out... All vibrates the, our radios. <laughs> so it turns out the president can't do that because George W. Bush definitely tried. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm pretty sure that the president could have just ordered the FBI, well, this is like, this is like federally owned evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't listen to it or consider it. You know how like a judge says, hey, jury, that thing you just heard, pretend you didn't hear it? Right. Um... But like I'm that, sure, seems, that seems guaranteed to work. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure the president can do that. And you know in this scenario that like that like Lindsey Graham is sitting in a hearing room later when someone calls him out on it. It's yeah. like it's been widely reported, even on Fox News, that there is recordings of him describing himself doing terrible things from college. Thanks, StoryCorps. Mm-hmm. Um Lindsey Graham is definitely sitting there like, I'm disgusted. <laughs> this you know that those didn't that we can't listen to that we can't know have known what they said it will have none bear these partisan attacks with literally no evidence in the record that we are allowed to acknowledge that we've heard you're destroying democracy sirs and that one madam that i still can't believe we allow in this room for for listeners, the- I I really wish you could have seen the way that uh, impersonation evolved from like like the physicality of oh, like yeah. a like a Disney animatronic character <laughs> to slowly turn into a real boy. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> like, like that was nowhere near closeted gay <laughs> South Carolina accent either. The radical Democrats want you to believe that massive thunder lizards once walked this planet's surface. And now they're going to unleash their mob on us to come destroy democracy if we say that there weren't lizards? The bones in the Smithsonian were a test put there by God. (laughs) But you all know that. I don't have to tell you people that. Which which one are you now? I'm just, I don't know, I'm Trump at a rally. Oh. (laughs) Just shouting about some nonsense, but then somehow assuring everyone that, like, you're smarter than them and everything will be fine. That was... This is not a good Donald Trump impression. Okay. <laughs> I'm oh. just saying. That's why I couldn't guess. I mean, I don't know. Shouting. That's my Donald Trump impression. You, can, you can't even pretend to be Larry David while you do it? What? That's a trick to a Donald Trump impression. <laughs> pretend to be Larry David. <laughs> yeah. Don't pretend to be Larry David pretending to be Bernie Sanders. Then you're Bernie Sanders. Right. <laughs> pretend to be Larry David. Yeah. I see. Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are basically the same impression for most people. Uh, yeah. That, you just got to get more nasally for Trump. Got to right. get up there. Yeah, Where, you got to get way up in your nose. Yeah, otherwise, because with Bernie Sanders, you got to sound like you've got like a small animal like trapping your throat <laughs> or something. Whereas with Donald Trump, you got to sound like you're like aggressively trying to like take a yeah. shit while you're <laughs> yeah, like, shouting. Like Bernie Sanders, like... Bernie Sanders sort of sounds like he didn't have enough liquid to drink yeah. while he was 
while he sat down to eat a, eat a giant plate of the ravages of age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whereas Trump sounds like his like entire respiratory system has been like repathed through the nose somehow. Yeah. Like he can't even get air directly out of his mouth. Right. Or like his like yeah like they did reconstructive surgery like on the inside of his <laughs> larynx, which or is something. why he has to do like those uh, gigantic like coke inhales yeah. so often. Yeah, he has to work yeah. so hard to get enough air through those tiny nostrils. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're so full of winning, <laughs> yeah, and money. Yeah, he just stuffs money up there just in case. See, this is why this is why you liberals will never win. You don't recognize that. Winning is money, and money is winning. <laughs> You're like, these are two separate things. You're playing a totally different game. It's true. It's, that's our problem. <laughs> us, us liberals, that doesn't include you, but includes me. Well, I was sort of trying to... Anyone else that doesn't have money in their nose. Yeah. That's the key. Do you guys like my Trump impersonation? <laughs> you think yeah. that was dead on? I think, I think yours is pretty good. That was really good. Thanks. Felt pretty good about it. My wife. <laughs> I'm confused by what happened there. I don't. I don't understand that turn. Oh, speaking of my wife. Oh, happy birthday! Hey. She okay. Yeah, you're spending your you're spending your time well on her birthday. <laughs> well, she's in Chicago. Oh. Oh. Well. She's spending her time well yeah, on her so birthday. I, Being away from you. So wow. I, I have celebrated her birthday in my. Uh, Wife has gone somewhere tradition of buying a family-sized Papa Murphy's pizza <laughs> and a box of Pop-Tarts for some reason. <laughs> That's your tradition? <laughs> well, it's happened twice now. <laughs> Definitely a tradition. What type of Pop-Tarts? Uh, the cinnamon ones. Yeah, the cinnamon brown sugar ones. Sugar? Yeah. What kind of pizza? Pepperoni. What? Pepperoni. Okay. It's all just family-sized. Yeah, with you like, got to make it. You got to make it last a couple. Eighty-five minutes. slices wait, of pepperoni or wait, whatever. You chose you chose pop tarts over cheese ring. What they make what? that cheese ring? I didn't buy the pop tarts at Pop Murphy's. <laughs> well, but it, it seemed like those in are scenario, pop tarts. Oh, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it seemed like in the scenario you were only allowed to have two things. <laughs> no, those were just the two abnormal things. Like oh, because you're getting those cheese rings all the time. Wow. Well, uh, it it really seems like you're you're trying you're struggling you're struggling to not say I didn't buy a cheese ring. <laughs> I Steven, I I didn't buy a cheese ring. What is wrong with you? <laughs> That's the best part. What's a cheese ring? How did you guys like my Donald Trump impression? <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it sounded kind of like Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um you don't know about the cheese ring? Mm-mm. It's like a cheesy bread thing. Okay. That's in a ring. It's one ring. It's yeah. a single ring. Yeah. Okay. But in the middle of it yeah. is the sauce. Okay. You take the sauce out before you bake it. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise that would probably be bad. You'd have be plasticky bad. sauce. Yeah. It yeah. would not be great. Yeah. That's what a cheese ring is. It's hard to dip into plastic infused sauce. Mm-hmm. It is. And probably difficult to digest as well. Yeah. Certainly. Unless you get a very specific bacteria, like gut bacteria biome, like yeah, like the like that bacteria that eats oil, mm-hmm. yeah, because you know that those are like petrochemical products, right? Hmm. Unless they're made of corn. Oh, then you'd be fine. Just dip I into that corn. I, I still don't think you can eat the corn plastic. <laughs> I don't think it's made of the part of corn that you eat. Sure, you can eat that packing peanuts they make out of corn. We did that in elementary school. What? Those have existed since you were in elementary school? And you can eat them? I mean, yeah. Just... And teachers taught children in elementary school, yeah, eat packing peanuts? No, it was more just like, hey, kids, here's a special guest from, like, the corn industry. Minnesota Corn or Growers so- Association, yeah, I'm sure. And they were just like, hey, kids, look at this science, huh? And they gave <laughs> us each, each gave us a packing peanut. And, and then they're like, you can eat this. And then it dissolves in your tongue. Why Are you sure they didn't just come in to secretly give everyone communion? Whoa. Oh, God, you're Catholic now. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, here's some corn juice. Why is it red? Hey, you know, we scienced it. You're corn flick. Oh, whoa. Wow. Um, 
Why were they teaching children to eat packing peanuts? That is I don't a know. Very strange thing. To <laughs> I do. don't know. Maybe because they were like old enough to be like, oh, I won't always do this. Are these edible packing peanuts actually used anywhere? I assume they were at least in the year nineteen ninety whatever. Maybe or maybe this like going around to schools thing was the first step in the marketing project to get them off the ground. Hey, kids, will eat them. <laughs> yeah, it's not life yeah. cereal. Yeah, maybe they found that the uh, these packing peanuts were not actually very good at insulating your products right. from harm in shipping. Right. And also weren't actually delicious enough to sell as a snack. But if you marketed them as something that wasn't meant to be eaten but could, could be, be eaten, yeah. maybe you could trick people into doing yeah. it. Okay, parents, aren't you sick of you getting something in the mail and then your kids starting to eat all the toxic packaging? <laughs> Don't worry, the Minnesota Corn Growers Association has got your back. <laughs> For the, the listeners, listeners, I just awkwardly pointed at Mike, yep. and then assumed there was a wipe. Oh, I didn't. So, I I did not imagine like star wiping away from you no. if uh, that was what you were trying to Fine. communicate. So Mikey just convinced kids to eat slightly too sugary of breakfast cereal. Uh huh. <laughs> the corn growers in this association are just poisoning generations of children it's corn that one was corn (laughs) none of the rest are why would the corn growers association even have that many packing peanuts more room to grow corn if you poison all those kids maybe this is like a halloween three season of the witch scenario okay sure 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 they're trying to get every packing peanut has a small piece of stonehenge in it (laughs) hey kids don't wait. forget to eat your wait, packing peanuts. Wait, hold on. So you were looking, you were looking for a horror movie reference uh-huh. to to ascribe to the scenario in which there are children and corn, and you went with Halloween three. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I was more going for the scenario of an evil corporation trying to destroy the all of. America's children at yeah. once for some reason. Yeah, and making their, their heads turn into like bowls full of snakes or whatever. But I do take your point. Children of the corn, though it would have been making the violence go in the opposite direction of this scenario, is a more obvious horror movie reference. What are they? Are they actually of the corn? Uh, they got cursed or whatever, and then they ran and hid in the cornfield, and now they're murderous. All right. Great. So that they can do whatever they want. Right. They They got... They got cranky that, like, I think, like, one really charismatic child got cranky that his mom made him eat corn or something. Uh huh. <laughs> I assume that's what happened. Sure. I'm sure. And they get cursed? Uh. It, actually, the scenario I've just spun uh-huh. is more of a Lord of the Flies expanding its borders sort of scenario. Uh-huh. I think it is somewhat Lord of the Fliesy, but also somewhat, I don't know, devil worshiping. Yeah, or it's something? kind of it's kind of unclear, I think maybe intentionally. Right. But like the idea was the children go to the corn and yep. then when they come out and do violence, eventually they'll have done enough violence that they'll get to do whatever they want. Really it's the American dream story. I see. <laughs> you go into a field somewhere where you've never been, yep. you kill anybody that was already there. Yeah. Isn't it basically like just children deciding if there are no adults, then uh, things will be good or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then they can do whatever they want. It's kind of like the birds, but they're children instead of birds. Okay. And it's not clear that in the birds. Yeah. That the birds are a, adult birds? Well, that they had a global domination goal. Oh. They did leave open the possibility that the birds just hate this one con artist rich girl. <laughs> yeah, like it's just... That I was, thought they were trying to kill everyone in the town or something. Maybe it's they the were, whole town. But it's because she was there with caged birds. Oh. They did not like her. Yeah. And it, it might be her fault. It's been a long time since I've seen most of these movies. I watched the I've birds watched... I watched the birds like four days ago. So oh, okay. <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh but aren't they also like magic or something? The birds? No, the corn kids. Oh, no, no. They're just kids that didn't have any friends like everybody else. Oh. So they wore too big of pants with, like, weird, like, chains sewn into the side of them <laughs> and the same six tour t-shirts. Oh. We all knew where that had to go when you worded it that way. Uh, you can also get, speaking of corn kids, you can also get new corn coffee, which has a hilarious promotional video on the internet. <laughs> I'm Wait. sorry, what? The band it's- corn. Oh, God, Zahawk's going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be so pissed we're talking about this without him. <laughs> the band Corn 
is getting into the coffee game. And the, so coffee, can, the coffee is spelled with a K. Holy shit. So you can you can drink yourself stupid on tool wine and then, and then it's fight just, up. It's just Maynard James Keenan's wine. That, which means. I guess technically it's tool slash a perfect, a perfect circle, circle wine. There you go. Slash pucifer. Slash probably something else. Probably. Like uh, the replicants. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, Maynard was a guest vocalist yeah, he on was, that he song. Was, yeah, he was involved in very little of that. Anyway. What a fun digression for everyone <laughs> for involved. everyone. Certainly not just two people who sat in our house all the time. Was he, was he ever involved with Peach? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> You've gone a rung too far now. Huh. Okay. That might have just been like Paul Damore. Uh, I, yeah. Who I don't think is in Tool anymore either. I mean, if we're going guest vocalist now. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's been all like, you can also make it. I mean, are we going all as far as like Rage Against the Machine and uh, and Deftones oh, and now? Oh, Deftones too. Yeah. Like his passenger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, So we're just trying to figure out how many bands are associated <laughs> with one brand of wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, six degrees of bad wine. I mean, I've never had the wine. It might be excellent. Maybe it's great. You know who's wine? I brought this up because this is our first sponsor. Maynard James Keenan Wine, whatever it's called. You know whose wine I actually do enjoy? This is a real thing. I really like just about anything made by Francis Ford Coppola's vineyard. Oh, yeah. They do. Excellent vineyard. Yeah, it is good. Great. So anyways. For a second I thought you were going to say any wine from France because <laughs> I don't know anything but I but I want to seem fancy. Yeah, I really like that uh that like um Simpson ethylene glycol wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is a that's a deep cut that right there. That is a deep cut. Yeah. Hey kids. Hey kids. Oh. Don't forget your Halloween masks. Oh, yeah. Very good. Is that a Children of the Corn thing? That was a Halloween 3 <laughs> reference. Silver Shamrock. Anyway. Wait, is that a Lucky Charms reference? Uh, so, Silver Shamrock was the... Well, it's because they're like a... Celtic. Celtic cult thing. Yeah. So corn coffee. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's a video. Here's the thing. There's a video, like a promotion video to announce the corn coffee, which is so funny because as a friend of mine pointed out, if you just turned the sound off, like you watch it without sound, all it just looks like is just like a bunch of like crusty dudes taking a tour of like a coffee <laughs> place, like a brewery. Yeah, but like one a, of them the entire time roaster. is just like mumbling. Yeah, but instead it's hilarious because like they're all just like very chill, like stirring beans around, sampling coffee and nodding with their like giant beards and like and dirty then, dreadlocks. And then one of them goes, well, right, but like that's what happened is like when like while all this very normal mundane coffee sample is happening, there's still like a crunchy corn guitar riff in the background, like it's the most intense thing in the world, and it's hilarious. So have check you, it out. Have you ordered any of this coffee? Yet? No, I have not. I uh, I came across coffee um, that I got as a gift. At one point in time. That is not made by corn? It was not made by corn, mm. but was for some reason themed after and was cross-promotional with an album from the uh, Swedish anarcho-punk band Refused. Oh, yeah. I remember Refused Coffee. It was really good. <laughs> why, is this a th- why is this a thing that is like when it was just one band that I think this wasn't instance- corn, it... I think this instance is, was like some coffee company that like sold coffee like over the internet just liked the band refused. Mm. So right. when they put out a new record they're like, "Ah, fuck it, throw their name on it." It's like how microbreweries, you know, do that with like Right. Is this the situation with corn except that corn actually got involved with the the process of selling it? I don't know, great question. And do they waste all of your time by calling it corn coffee or do they just call it corn fee? I think it's corn coffee with a K. It's a waste of my time. That is a waste. This is this is the most egregious time wasting that the band corn. <laughs> I can't even finish that sentence. Okay, uh, one more question. What? One more question. Yep. Uh, are there multiple corn coffees, or is this just the one corn fee? Unclear. Is there just one available corn. Unclear. Fee? I think it might just be a single blend. 
yeah, can I, I can't get like monkey sludge blend. There was a guy named Monkey, right? I don't know, yeah. man. And then a guy named Head? Yeah. Ugh. Fieldy. Yeah, that one we all know. <sighs> Listeners of the show cannot not know that. Uh... Jonathan Davis. Why is his name Jonathan Davis? They all got names. He's... I thought, isn't there like one member of the band who is not the front man who also has a normal name? Probably. Who's the drummer? Mitt Romney. <laughs> I don't know that I would call that a normal well, name. Sure. So we've got Head Monkey yeah. Fieldy. Jonathan Davis uh-huh. and Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the one that played the bagpipes while humming nursery rhymes? <laughs> and made children think he was edgy by doing it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Of all of the members of Corn, which one plays the bagpipes and hums nursery rhymes? And which one... Uh, Straps dogs to the top of a car and, and travels the globe. And has nothing to do with the coffee process. That's true. Mm-hmm. Is this dark because or light would, roast? Because it'd be against I don't know. They don't tell you anything. It's just a bunch of guitars while they nod thoughtfully at a coffee plate, like a coffee <laughs> roaster. Like, there's just like, like, it, it's just, are you ready for coffee? <laughs> I mean, maybe that'll be the next commercial. Sure. I we've we've definitely exhausted our corn knowledge at this point in time. I yeah. We want this coffee. Really? Well, I mean, who doesn't now? Oh. It's like I can imagine this myself This is why this is why I questioned what if it's dark roast then it's gross. Really? Jeez. You're anti-dark roast? I'm anti-dark. Why are you roast? anti-dark roast? It tastes burny. I don't like it. Keep the acid down, baby. That's eh, not that's not its effect on me. I mean, it's relatively less acidic than lighter roast. Yeah, but it hasn't. But has it been shit out by a bird? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the corn situation is. Yeah. So I can just really imagine myself like brewing myself up a cup of corn fee. Fee. Yeah. Corn <laughs> coffee. I guess we have to say now. We don't have to. They're not sponsoring this. Okay. Um, brewing up myself uh, a cup of corn coffee and going out on the luxurious like, like upper floor patios of my million dollar home that was renovated for me by vanilla ice uh-huh. and just like sipping this coffee and thinking about you know the the ghosts of musicians past mm-hmm. and how they've done right by me great what just happened there <laughs> vanilla ice renovates million dollar houses <laughs> on tv now oh okay that's his job now mm-hmm. okay so the vanilla ice part was the point and then, but like I, I had to, I had to set the scene. <laughs> also, for the listeners, Stephen keeps miming, <laughs> lifting a coffee mug up to his mouth. I had to set the scene. I started, like, I started to think of what scene would I serenely drink corn coffee in, right? And then all I could think of is that Vanilla Ice renovates houses. <laughs> um, that's what I know. Great. Yeah, literally all I know about the world. So, like, 18 bands make one brand of wine, corn has a coffee blend, and you can get your house renovated by ice. A luxury home. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he only does luxury homes. Okay, that makes sense. So that he knows that the people who are having it done will have the money to redo it later before they realize the things that are wrong with it? Yeah, probably. Seems right. Like, So, if you're super rich, like, if you buy, like, a $30 million house, mm-hmm. right, that's, like got like rooms that you don't go in for weeks at a time mm-hmm. is there like some sort of like special house fixing insurance that you have or like a service Ooh, do you like question. rent some dudes that just kind of wander <laughs> around fixing stuff wow isn't that just having servants now what no no no, no. i mean i because you like even if you have like a 38 room house yeah they don't need to be there all the time. Okay. Like, so, like, you would you would want them to be like shared employees, which means there'd be like a service for this. You're yeah. kind of you're kind of saying that you you're kind of getting like a house geek squad, like a luxury house geek squad. But I'm more thinking like like combined with insurance, so they're kind of like on retainer, or like something a guild. Like, that. like you retain you retain the services of a guild of luxury home repairs. Yeah, it just seems like that'd be a thing, right? Like. Uh, sure. I, uh, Probably, right? 
I mean, you have like groundskeepers. You can have housekeepers. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm thinking. Like, not a not a housekeeper, but like a groundskeeper for indoors. Yeah, like a uh, just like a guy just wandering around with like a bucket of spackle on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, or like tightens doorknobs, or like a bucket of is he even like changes like even like changes light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah, Dan was describing a one-sided yoke scenario in which this man would get very lopsided very quickly. Well, he yeah, just has like a counterweight on the other side with like a sandwich in it or something for lunch. How charismatic is the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the show. Uh, what? <laughs> wow. We close big. Close on yeah, charismatic work. sandwich, baby. <laughs> you blew it. You blew it. Uh, wow. Who's got things happening? When's this coming out? Uh, tomorrow. Hey. Hey. hey, listeners, listen up. Uh, if you go to the Minsky Theater on this coming Thursday, you'll see Guts and Teeth there. I won't be there, but <laughs> the rest of them will, and it'll be great. Great. And it's part of a... Well, I didn't know we were just plugging other people's things. I mean, it's my thing, technically. I support these people. They're all the charismatic sandwiches of my <laughs> of my life. Uh, what? Seems wrong. All right, I don't know. I was just trying to tie it back. <laughs> anyway, Minsky Theater, 8 p.m. It's part of the Aquanaut Variety Hour, I think is what it's called. Check it out. What maybe. do you care? You won't be there. Why should you get the name right? Yeah, hey. <laughs> I blew it. Anyway, that's all I can think of right now. I hope I've convinced you to just constantly shout, you blew it at people <laughs> randomly for the rest of the day. I feel like it's only if I'm eating a sandwich, though, right? Because that softens the blow. Because they'll be so focused on the sandwich. Uh, Unless they also want a sandwich. If it's a charismatic sandwich. I don't know. Uh, The sandwich is charismatic, but it's pretty clear in the (laughs) scene that the act of eating the sandwich, like, sort of denigrates uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh Uh-huh. Like, he's not important enough to stop eating the sandwich in order to berate him. I see. Okay. So it's a power move. Yeah. Yep. Great. And I am becoming increasingly convinced that it's Alan Arkin, but that might just be because this is the scenario we've created mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Well, now it is. Now it's Alan Arkin. Right. Anybody that says otherwise is remembering wrong. Yeah. yeah. And we can just tell the FBI not to let the not to read the Smithsonian's records on the topic. Yeah. The oral history of casting the movie Copland. <laughs> I got nothing to pitch. I think Janine Garofalo's in that movie. Really? I think so. Great. And of course, she's always at the Galactic Pizza Comedy what? Open Mic every Thursday at 10 o'clock. Is she? Sign up at 9.30 in our hearts. You'll laugh <laughs> your blast off. I mean, that was a lie, but it was a good lie. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Must love dogs. Uh, so that's the show. Uh, everyone is happy. We did a good job. Uh, <laughs> Are you gaslighting the listeners right now? Do you think gaslighting and hypnosis are the same thing? (laughs) Uh, Sleep. You enjoyed this podcast. You're Dracula now. (laughs) It's my Donald Trump impression. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to wear your masks on Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. That's not the same song. Silver Shamrock, bye.